is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. We are live. All right, we're live, everybody. We got we got many different locations going today. Welcome, everybody. Schaefer Baseball Report. Uh, mine's coming from my car. Andrew, you're coming from your car? I'm coming from the car. I am on the highway. And Ray is, oh, that's not good. You can get in trouble. You can get pulled over for that. No, it's, I, 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 it's mounted up, so I'm not even really looking at it. Oh, I had to pull over. Okay, Ray, you're down at the beach with Ray Ray. Happy birthday, Ray Ray. Happy birthday, Ray Ray. Been from, yeah. from his work, come home. Yeah, what did you guys, what did you get down there? Uh, uh, just this morning. Oh, nice. Okay, just cool. Been. Very good. So is he taking the field yeah. yet? Is he taking the field? Yeah, they, yeah, they been on the whole week. I'm not getting Ray, Andrew. You getting Ray? No, he's 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 buffering. You're buffering, Ray. Yeah, well, ah. until he figures out his stuff. Jake, you want to go over what we did this morning? Yeah. So uh, we had a good we had a good morning. Andrew and I got to go out and play golf over at uh, what's it called, Carolina what? Yeah, Carolina Lakes. Carolina Lakes. Indian Land? South Carolina? Indian Land, North Carolina. South Carolina. Where is that? North or south? I think it's south. South. It's right on the border. So, um, yeah, good day. That's where we're going to play our golf tournament, uh, May 7th. And uh, we're full, which is very cool. Yeah. uh, But we got to play a good round of golf. Andrew shot lights out. And. I wouldn't say lights out. out. I mean, I did okay. You did all right. You did. You did. You did better than okay. So, um, so hey, let me go real quick and just say uh, everybody that's been following um, the progress of my grandson. Um, my grandson was born March twenty third, and on April seventh, he had uh, open heart surgery and came through with flying colors. Unbelievable. So. Um, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody that's uh, prayers, positive vibes, good thoughts, reaching out all the time, touching base with us. My family, um, obviously, my uh, my daughter Casey and my son-in-law Eddie have been there every step of the way, every minute. Um, surgery was performed down in uh, in Gainesville at Shands Hospital outside the University of Florida, and the doctor that um, performed the surgery. Uh, is one of the top pediatric cardiologists in the country. And um, the surgery that he had done, there's only five of them done a year across the country. And uh, wow. Ethan, Ethan Stewart Austin came through there with with just flying colors, man. And uh, so he's resting right now, keeping him, keeping him calm. The swelling has to go down. And uh, hopefully next couple of days, in case you'll get to hold him again. And, Maybe a couple weeks after that, we get, they get to bring them home. So uh, thank you to everybody, everybody out there. Hundreds of people reached out, hundreds of people. I can't uh, can't tell you how uh, how much it means to me. So thank you. Uh, All right. So jump off that. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the All-Star game. Being moved? Yeah, being moved from, from Georgia to Colorado. Obviously... Sports, diving into politics. Um, you know, I, I give I give a lot of credit to Augusta National. 
um, staying out of everything. But it seemed like uh, MLB had the sack to do it. They, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the move. Actually, uh, I've talked to a lot of former Major League guys, uh, friends of mine, and, and I say a lot. I say, you know, probably 20 different guys that um, just uh, are discussing with, with, with Major League Baseball. And to me, it's almost an embarrassment that, um, you know, regardless of what your, uh, your political views are, you know, you, you know, the sports should not be involved in that. And, uh, and now they are, and it's, uh, it's, it's ugly, and it's, it, it's, they get, they're going to feel it. Not a fan of Rob Manfred. I haven't been since he got the job. And I think he, uh, lack of better words, I think he completely pushed out on this one. Uh, they were asking if he's going to give us his message to uh, uh, not a soldier. Like, it's like, this is the guys down there. I wonder if he's been that up. Rob, yeah, Ray, we're not we're not picking you up too good yet. Yeah, he's still breaking up, Ray. Still breaking up. So I, I don't know. I'll move to another spot. Maybe you got to go pick up and go to like across the interstate or something. <laughs> huh? So, but what do you think, no, Andrew? What's no, your I mean, take? I agree. I mean, I was reading up on some articles uh, yesterday. Eighty-three percent of people in the U.S. don't want politics affiliated with sports. Um, so as a smart businessman, I mean. You would think, you know, he would look at, hey, we should get get involved with that. Um, you see the NBA, you see the NFL doing it. No matter what political affiliation you are, uh, people just don't want that in sports. And I think it's going to hurt, um, especially with the All-Star break. It's definitely going to hurt with the All-Star break. may not have a huge effect with regular season, but I think once, once we're midway through the season, you're going to start seeing some sway the other way. Um, and that's unfortunate because you saw the MLB, you see, you see golf, you see the NHL uh, sports that weren't really having that political affiliation. It's hard to strive. Um, and it's just kind of unfortunate you're seeing the opposite. Yeah, the, the, pure, the purity of everything is the purity of sports is getting sucked out of it by politics, unfortunately. So I'm spending most of my time watching college baseball on TV and not, and not MLB. Just can't. So, you know, Ray, I don't know if you're picking up better, but uh, they give any uh, any kind of uh, overview to, uh, to Ray down to the Nationals as far as what's going on, or is it just, you know, just let the kids take the field and go? Yep. About there, just going about their day and get their work in. So, they haven't really, uh, nothing really, uh, anything different and uh, just no. Man, you know, we can't even go see. Yeah, so, yeah, you're still buffering, right? Yeah, it's, it, must be, it must be the ocean waves. Yeah, something. Or or the alcohol. And he's really not buffering. He's just stuttering and saying special things. <laughs> Do you hear me now? Can you hear me now? No. <laughs> Shafe, oh. when, when you played, like, what was... Was there anything in the, the dugouts or clubhouse that had anything to do with politics? Or they, did they say strictly, hey, we're not bringing the stuff up, we're, we're keeping it out of the clubhouse? I mean, obviously in the dugouts, I mean, no one sees color, no one sees right, left, right wing, left wing, liberal, Republican, Democrat. I mean, there's none of that in the dugouts, right? No, there was none. Of, there was none of that back then. But also, we didn't have all this social media stuff, and everybody had access to this. You know, as soon as something happens, you know, everybody has access to it. And then everybody starts to form opinions. 
you know, we just we just played. You know, I mean, you know, baseball baseball was our politics. You know, that's all we that's all we were really concerned about, family and baseball and go out and do your jobs. You know, it's uh hey you know, what's gonna be interesting with this guys is that um, somebody's gonna deny an invite to the um, to the all star game. Maybe several guys will deny an invite to us. But, but, the, but do you think they're going to deny it, like on the grounds of just because of the politics, or do you think they'll they'll use a different excuse so they don't get any hatred from either side? Oh no, I don't. I, I think I think I think they're going to do based on politics. They're going to do it on what what their principles are. You know, you know. Here's the sad part about all this is that all those businesses, you know, they thought they were doing something, you know, you know. Well, first of all, Biden shouldn't have opened his mouth. He should have just, you know left it up to MLB to decide and not say, I support the move. That was a big mistake. Regardless of what side you're on, you should have just kind of, you know, that's going to be decided just like Augusta National. Augusta National said, listen, we're not getting involved in this. You know, this isn't what we're about, you know, but, you know, Biden go ahead and went ahead and said, yeah, I support MLB if they make that move. So now you've, now you've heard local businesses that are primarily African-American uh, in, in the Atlanta area, um, you know, and I, I don't say all the businesses. You heard businesses across the board, black, white, whatever. But, you know, the, the population is greater African-American it is in Atlanta, uh, in Georgia, than it is in Colorado. So you know, you've heard a lot of people along the way. It's, it's going to have repercussions. Yeah, I was, I was reading another article. Socioeconomic status of where people were in, in Georgia was much lower than in Colorado. So it's going to have a, a bigger impact taking it out of Georgia than bringing it into Colorado. I mean, it's the, the same people they're talking about that are either losing voting rights, which I don't totally agree with. Um, we're the same people. This would be helping out economically. You know, this is supposed to be a celebration of the best players in the game. Exactly. And the, and the, and the narrative, the narrative is going to be politics throughout the whole thing. There's no way that it's going to be denied. There's going to be protests going on outside the stadiums. You know, I mean, they they, they, they need jerk and they, they didn't realize how many people they really affected. Um, you know, again, it's it's just, it's it's pathetic. It really is pathetic. Everything, everything has become racism. Everything has become the politics. Um, everything has become what party you believe in. There's no unity. Um, and baseball and sports have always brought everybody together. It didn't matter who you were sitting next to in the stands. If you're a Jets fan and the guy next to you is a Democrat and you're a Republican and you both have Jets shirts on that day, you're Jets fans. And, and now it's just, you know, it's really, uh, I, I'll see the attendance. It'll be really interesting to watch what the, uh, the ratings are. Um, you know, going forward, watching either MLB Network or Major League Baseball games or DirecTV, I know a lot of I know a lot of Atlanta fans have requested their season tickets be reimbursed. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in such a such a world now that um, people are just scared, especially like Manfred or our owners. They're just scared to have to go against any restraint on social media because social media is such a big platform. If they get any flag on social media, they'll, they'll risk taking a, a hit on their tickets, which is kind of sad um, because I think they're seeing that they can't survive without fans uh, as far as in the stands. 
Um, but when you start taking into effect the, the people who won't be watching via internet, that's when they're going to start seeing some hurt. So, like well, I said, I mean, it's, it's like like we've all said. I think we talked about it today on the golf course. It's it's a, it's a stimulating situation, um, especially talking about it because we didn't even know if we wanted to bring it up today. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's listen, tough to I, talk listen, about, but you, you got to find common ground. Listen, I, I'm you know, Andrew, you know, you've been around me long enough. I'm going to say what I want to say, and you know, if people don't like it, then they don't like it. They don't like me, they don't like me. I don't. I really, it doesn't it doesn't bother me one way or another. You know, it's just. You know, was I just I don't I don't want you know whether it's MLB, whether it's uh, the, the governor of a state, whether it's the president of the United States to be a pussy, and and that's what it's that's what it's turned out to be. It's just it's it's really sad that you know you know people are afraid of of, of voicing their opinions, and that's not what this country's based on. So I mean, we can sit here and go on politics over and over and over again. Right. Um, you know, I just, I, I hate it. So I'm going to go watch and do the things that there's no trickle down to in politics right now. And that would be watching, you know, college baseball as much as I possibly can. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm frustrated with it. But again, you know, it's, but I keep telling what I've told kids along the way, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll say this, you know, and even with the politics involved now, it's never the game. It's never the game that upsets people. It's always either it's people that upset the game. You know, so right. the game is the game. The game is what it is. You know, and I feel bad for the players now that are involved because they went through a whole year of COVID with no fans, and now they're going to go through all this political crap with with you know with less fans now. Um, you know, part of playing in part of playing in that level, man, it's unbelievable when you walk into a stadium that's packed. Whether you're at home or on the road, you know, the adrenaline levels go up and it's, uh, you know, you play the game because you love it. But you also play the game because, you know what, this is what you were shooting for, to be on the biggest stage. And the biggest stage is stadiums full of people. And it's, you know, this isn't cardboard figures anymore, Andrew. It's not cardboard figures sitting there. This is real people getting ready to come back and now they're going to get pushed away. How long have I known you for, Shafe? Oh God, twelve years, thirteen? No, gosh, your mom's been working for me for well, working together with us for seventeen years. So seventeen years. And how old are you? Too old. So ten since you were ten. Something, yeah, something along those lines. I've always known when, even when I first met you, you want what's best for the game, and you want the best people involved in the game at the highest level. Right. And that's that's what you've always kind of kind of been driven by, and that's that's how you always look at stuff as far as the game goes, which is there's nothing wrong in my opinion with that. No. So, you know, for me, it's always, it's always about the kids. And right now the kids playing in the, those are kids playing in the MLB, you know, they, they, yeah, they're men, but to me that, you know, they're kids. So it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's always, it's always going to be what's best for the kids and adults always have a way to screw it up. And listen, I'm an adult. I've, I've, you know, I've had, you know, I, I, I sit in that thing. Am I an adult? My, my wife might question that one. I mean, your body is, but your, your mind's still a child. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think a man is going to doubt me on that one, but you know, it's it, when you start taking away from the guys that are on the field, you know, whether you're a parent, whether you're the commissioner of MLB, whether you're the president of the United States, you know, you, you, it's 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 not what sports is about. We play we play sports as kids because we just love to play, and then we evolve into these situations where okay, the stresses start to fall fall upon us because 
certain kids want to get recruited and go on to play in college. Other kids have aspirations to play in the big leagues and things like that. So, but you're still playing the game because you love to play the game. And, you know, now there's, there's too much going on outside the actual game. A lot of distractions. Outside the lines, there's just too much happening. You know, there's, there's too many voices involved. And, uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's heart wrenching. So it's, it's, it's heart wrenching for the guys that have really put in the effort that, you know, wish that they were going to play. And then here's the other thing. Talk about a guy that's only going to get up there for a year or something, you know, say you got up there during COVID, he played in front of cardboard figures, you know, he didn't have that. He didn't really have that experience of, you know, walking out into Yankee stadium and just, you know, just feeling that vibe, feeling that history, all these generations of people, you know, grandfathers that were Yankee fans to fathers to, to sons all the way down that, you know, it, it, it's just not there. Now, now it is purely, purely, purely become work, you know, and then you have to, then you got to get reporters out there that are going to continuously ask you, you know, do you, uh, you know, you know, what do you think? What's your policy? What's your views? And guys have to go no comment, or they're going to speak up and they're going to and they're going to they're going to have comments. Hey, you know, one of the biggest political um, players out there ever was Kurt Schilling, and you know, before even Biden was president, I mean, he was a Republican and he was a Trump fan. He got lambasted. He got raped. Um, so, you know, you're right, Andrew. To your point earlier, there's guys that are going to be that are going to be afraid to speak up. You know, and then there's going to guys that are going to speak up and they're going to pay the price somehow. Shouldn't be that way. But, yeah. And I mean, yeah. and you have you have guys that, that you, you probably have 95 percent of players in the MLB who who are who agreeance with us, agreeance with um, with people like us. And I think those guys are like the Mike Trouts. I mean, they don't want to get involved with any politics. They don't want to take they, they just want to play the game and play the game the right way. They shouldn't. They should. They shouldn't get involved. But they're going to be asked questions, and you know, I mean, we're 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 sitting in a divided country right now, and everybody's opinionated, and you know, there's a lot of people out there like me that have trouble keeping their opinions to themselves. Listen, and, it's uh, okay to be opinionated as long as you can find common ground with the other side. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, so let's let's get off that. The good thing is, with you know, the uh, you know the younger kids are out playing now. You know, unfortunately, we got washed out our first weekend, and hopefully, we don't get rained out again tomorrow. Um, but now that you know, that's the joy for me is 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 you know, I, I'm coaching 11 U's this year. Andrew, you have the 13s this year, and you know, practices are different. Practices are fun. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of smiles. There's a lot of you know, you got to pick kids up and you got to keep going. You know, there's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of I want I don't want to say they they just get upset easier, you know, and you, you know, you can pick them up and you build them up with confidence and they, you know, they do something right. And you high five them, you know, that, that, that's the joy. So I'm looking forward to hopefully tomorrow, you know, we're out there playing with our, with our, our younger group. Now we got a, we got a skeleton crew, man. We got um, nine guys that we're going to roll out there with and uh, everybody's going to be playing all weekend long. Lots of playing time. Lots of playing time, lots of experience. Lots of playing time. Yep. Yep. And that, you know, again, we've done that. You know, if you look at our organization, you know, we don't pump rosters full of players. You know, we keep it where everybody's playing a lot every weekend. Um, everybody's playing basically all the time. Um, yep. You know, it's just it, it, that's the benefit of it. You know, you get you have to have uh, 
you have to have playing time in this game to gain experience and to get better. And if you're a, if you're a 10, 11, 12 year old, 13 year old kid, and you're sitting on the bench, you know, half the weekend, that's not doing you any justice. Yep. So. And and I and I like with the thirteens when they were younger, I had them moving all around the field. I didn't have the same guys playing the exact same positions all the time. They got to learn different positions and learn how to position themselves in those positions. See that, and that that's that's a, that's a great point. A lot of people won't do that. You'll have people come up and say, "My kid's strictly a shortstop." But my kid's this position only at, at these younger ages. Right. You know, you have to learn how to play the whole game. And the only way that you learn how the game is supposed to be played is you got to play different positions. Because when you're on the field, regardless of what position you're playing, you need to know where everybody on that field should be on any certain play. And that's and that's part of it. If you, you're moving guys around and like, oh, I don't want to go play in the outfield. or I don't want to go play this position. But you have to at that age. And it, you'll find yourself in the position yep. that's your next level stuff, you know. But that's not that's not until you start getting on the bigger fields. Um, you know, you're playing against bigger, stronger kids that you know, and then it becomes a little bit more specific to what you're doing. But at that point, then you know exactly how the game is supposed to be played and where people are supposed to be on the field at any, at you know, on any play. Um, you know, you're running a bunch defense and you've played all those positions. You know, that helps. Did we lose Ray? Did we lose Ray for the rest of the day? Andrew, can you hear me? We lost Ray. We lost you for a second, Chief. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I can hear you. I, I can I can hear you now. You're buffering so, you were buffering a little bit. Was I? Yeah, this is uh this is an awkward show. We're kind of in cars and we're running all over the place. We lost Ray. So Ray's down in Florida. Um uh, with his son Ray Ray Jr. Uh, kind of a goofy kind of road, but he's uh, he's definitely uh, he's definitely uh, got an upside to him. So we're, we're wishing the best for him. So, well, what do you think, Andrew? You want yeah, to so is Dylan, 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 is Dylan good to come back, Shafe? I know he was injured for a little bit. Yeah, Dylan, he hurt his knee, um, got an infection, had him in the hospital for a little bit. Um, it's cleared up. He actually came up to the facility last night. We hit. Um, we took some ground balls on the turf, so he's uh, he's ready. He's anxious. It's funny that you know when you hear out of the mouth of a kid that's 16 years old when he goes on the when he goes on the injured list, you know how much he really misses the game, and he doesn't realize how much the game needs to him until he's sitting there watching everybody else play um, when he should be on the field with them. So that was that was a, that was a positive thing, you know. And then on the flip side, you know, I we went down to. Gilbert, South Carolina, for a tournament. Um, Fort Mill High School was in it, and uh, you know Zach is, Zach's baseball career is best basically winding down, um, and he's doing well. He's hitting like 375, 380, something like that. He's having, you know, he's playing really well. He's playing a good first base, quality at bats, enjoying himself, um, you know. But on the way home, we're driving back from Gilbert, you know, and I said, "You, uh, are you sure? You know, are you are you okay with this still?" And, uh, you know, his comment was, yeah, I'm okay. It's going to be sad when he plays his last game, whenever that, you know, whenever the season ends. But, um, you know, he's ready. He's ready to move on. He's ready to do different things. But, 
you know, he's going to have baseball in his blood forever. Um, he's going to be a fan. He's going to be a dad someday. He's going to coach. Um, you know, I'll actually, you know, uh, in his summers, if he wants to run with me and coach with me, I'd love to have him there with me. You know, he knows the game that well. Right. I mean, it's funny because I was telling Amanda that, you know, I'm hearing things out of their mouths now that I've been trying to teach them for years about the game. And, you know, they never acknowledged it. And now when you talk the game with them, you understand that, yeah, they, they were getting it. They were listening. They were digesting it. They were processing it. And now they, uh, you know, they have a different level. You know, both my boys have been around Major League players since they were, since they were born. But back um, then you probably thought it was one year after the other. Oh, I definitely thought it was that. I thought it was like, shut up, old man. You don't know what you're talking about type of thing, you know, the yep. whole dad side of it. But they, uh, you know, they, they, they digested it. And, um, you know, they, they, they're going to be good for the game going forward. Put it that way. That's another part of it. Like, you know, not every kid is going to go off to play in college. Um, you know, not every kid is going to get the opportunity once they're in college to play pro ball. But you want to make sure that we've built good kids that uh, – and, and you made, the game was enjoyable while you were coaching them, while they played for you. And that, you know, when they leave the game and they hang up their cleats and whatever, that they're still, they're still good for the game as far as being a fan, someday coaching and, you know, just, just you know, loving the game. I mean, our whole, their whole childhood has been spent on a baseball field, you know. So, yep. you know, that part, of, that part of our relationship is going to change for Zach and I. But the beauty of Zach and I is that we can go play golf, we can hang out. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's an interesting kid. And you'll um, always be able to relate to baseball. Oh, there's everything that will always be able to relate to baseball. Yeah. We'll have, we have some good memories. And, you know, he has his own memories that I never even saw happen because I was either on the field and he was in the dugout or, you know. So he's built it. He's, they got a good um, – you know, it's different now because – you know, kids come from all over the place to play with each other, right? Where when we were growing up, we played with the same kids in Little League. We played with them in high school all the way through. Same group over and over and over again. Now you get kids from, you know, miles and miles away. But with social media, you know, text messaging, these kids stay together uh, as far as friendships go longer than, you know, than uh, than they did when I played. I went to the Connie Mac World Series, and off of that team – I think there was 17 of us that went there. Off of that team, one kid went to Maryland with me that I grew up with in the same hometown. Um, there's probably two that I stay in touch with out of that group because we weren't from the same area. Um, you know, we didn't live together. We just we just we came together to play. And I think you know now that's um, you know, there's more camaraderie. There'll be more people involved. They'll stay in touch greater, obviously through text messaging, group mess group messaging. Um, and, you know, I say that also, but on the other side, it's you know, this, social media has kept a lot of us together in terms of the guys that I played with at Maryland. Um, you know, some of the guys I can stay with, or they pop up on Facebook that I can reconnect. Like I, um, Sandy Alomar Jr. sent me a uh, a request the other day. You know, I probably you know years ago you never would have been able to reconnect with Sandy, um, but I, you know now we're connected. So uh, you know, I'll get a four one one on his family. You know, he's still in the game. You know, he's coaching. He's probably going to manage someday. Uh, so, it's you know, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of pluses to, to the social media side that I wish I had uh, when I was in high school. Yeah. And, Shay, we, we brung up earlier with uh, Dylan and Zach not continuing to 
continue his baseball journey in college. Um, I saw something pop up on a couple of the groups saying, like, what's the difference between – how do you know the difference between a money grab and something that's actually beneficial for um, a showcase player? Yeah, that's that, – that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a question – and the answer is going to rub people a lot of ways wrong, right? But, you know, if, if there, there's no textbook like this is how it is because every year. It is how it is every year, put it that way, except you have to continuously re-educate parents and people. You know, people are enamored with PBR. People are enamored with PG. And listen, you know what? Some of the events that those guys put on are great events, and you should participate in Okay, but people have to understand that all those things are based on subscription. And we've had this conversation before, you know, and I say subscription, meaning, you know, you pay once and then you're going to renew your you're going to renew your subscription. And you keep going and getting and getting and getting. And that's what happens with those things. Once you get involved, they're going to keep pounding you with stuff. So you re-up for something else constantly. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of those events. um won't have recruiters there. They're just putting out scouting reports or they're big on social media and all the kids want to see themselves, you know, up on social media. Um, more times than not, more times than not, almost, I would say close to 100%. I would say 1% doesn't do it this way, but the percent, the way I'm talking about it is that nobody's going to say negative about anybody that goes to one of those events. Now, one of those groups, they're going to say something that has a hook in it that's going to bring them back and get more money. And listen, man, this is America, right? This is free enterprise, so good for them. They figured out how to get into people's pockets over and over and over again, right? Just just putting them on a stage that, you know, may or may not work. But, you know, they figured it out. Um, you know, there, there are high-level events like the, uh, the PG All-American stuff that, you know, take these kids that are already recruited as freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, and they're going to... Um, you know, they go into big power five schools, big D1 players, uh, potential draft picks. Now they're getting on a stage to get in front of scouts. You know, um, it, you know everything is a franchise. Everything is, you know, do what you can do best, do it to make as much money as you can. Nobody's going and doing this saying, I'm just doing this because I just purely love it and I'm going to do everything that's right for the kids and that's it. Doesn't doesn't go down that road. And listen, some of these guys that are involved, you know, I, I, I like a lot. You know, they're good people. They're good baseball people. They just found that their business model is a little bit different. It's a lot different. You know, it's based on, on revenue. And, you know, go after, look at, you look at, you look at the major, you look at the major brands out there, right? You know, um, and we talk about them every week. We talk about, we talk about the Canes. We talk about Five Star. We talk about, uh, you know, some of the organizations in the area, like the, top, the guys at the top of those organizations don't know 97% of the guys in their organization. They don't know. Them. Sometimes they don't even know the guys that are coaching them. So how do they, how do they help those guys? So, you know, so, so as a parent, like a new, just say a new parent who's has a 14 or 15 year old, they're just starting to touch into the showcase. How do you as a parent figure out which events are, good to go to for for getting your name into the bucket for showcase and which ones are not worth it so you, you in my opinion if you have to rely on the people that you're playing for okay you have you have you have to understand, you have to believe that the people that you're playing for are promoting you are helping you get to the next level okay not the guy that just says hey great you wear my uniform happy you have my uniform on give me my check 
and that's and that's where it goes. You got to go above and beyond. If you genuinely care about the kids, and you genuinely care about the better of the game, um, you have to you have to trust the people that are basically in charge. Um, you know, are they reaching out? Are they helping? Listen, I, I'll reach out for any kid. You know, whether they play for us or not. If, if I think the kid's a player and I can put my two cents in and it's going to help the kid get to the next level, I have no problems with that. I do that all the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I, and I don't go ahead and say, go back and tell your coach or go back and tell your organization that, you know, I did this for you. I don't care who gets the credit. Yeah, you don't care about the label. I don't, I don't, we don't care about the credit. Yeah, are we proud of the kids that came through our organization? And are moved on. Absolutely. Do we do we promote that on our on social media? Absolutely. Right. You know. But I'm also happy for every other kid that gets a chance to go to the next level. Yeah. You know. We all we, we all have as as young players, we all have these dreams, and we all have these aspirations of whether it's playing on our high school team, whether it's playing in college. Um, you know. And obviously, everybody dreams about playing professional baseball at the big leagues. You know, if, if you can help a kid get to that level. And whether he sticks there and it, and it continues on, that's great. But if you can help him get into that environment, you know, uh, Amanda gets mad at me sometimes because she tells me I should be charging everybody for everything I do. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 we didn't build our organization that way. And, yeah, when we get on the show, it's our show. Yeah, I'm going to promote our organization. I want the best players over here. I want the kids around around former major league guys that, that are, that you know, um, want to develop the players and want to enhance the game at the next level. You know, just putting the better talent on the field because you're going to win a trophy and it's going to make you look good. That's not the right way. And watch out. That's that's the biggest hook. You know, if, if guys are going after players, if they're coaching players, and, and people that are listening to shows heard this before, if you're coaching a player, you're doing it to make yourself look good. You're not doing it because you're trying to make the kid look good. It doesn't work right. out that way. It, 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 and then don't let anybody BS you on that because that's the fact. Okay? You know, you look at guys like the Canes. You look at guys at Five Star. People want to play for their national teams. You want to play on that national team. Listen, you got a chance to be on that team right there, and you're going to get on that bus, and you're going to travel around, and you're going to get in front of, you know, you know, Major League Scouts. Um then, and you're going to play the highest, you know, uh, the highest level of competition and get after it. Okay. But if you start to fall down, you know, into those tiers and you're just putting on the uniform because you think it's going to help, you got to go somewhere where somebody's going to help you. Yeah. Did that answer that? That was a long, that was a long answer, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that was, no, that was a long answer. I don't know. I, we have all the, we have, we have all this information, man. We have, you know, I just, I wish, I wish, you know, every parent, there was a book that every parent that started their kids off in 10 you that they had to read this book. Like, this is the journey you're going to go down. Don't get bent out of shape over 10 U's, winning and losing trophies, okay? Don't get bent out of shape all the way up until you're 15 years old, winning trophies. Now, if you're going to go ahead and enter into a perfect game world with that, then yeah, you know what? You're not going to go down there to get your ass handed to you. You're going to go down there to try and compete and win the tournament. Listen, like I said, I played in that County Mac team, and we won the world championship. And it was truly a world championship when you say world championship in terms of baseball at that point. We had Puerto Rico in there. There was a team from Canada in there. But it wasn't um, like a world championship that's or, or, you know, they call it a world series um, that's played every weekend somewhere in the country. 
there's probably hundreds of World Series, people calling them World Series that go on every year, right? But if you had a chance to go ahead and climb through all that stuff and play for one, really one championship that is the pinnacle, you do that. That's why, that's why uh, Andrew, that's why I was so involved with USA Baseball, you know? I mean, these kids don't understand just getting to carry. Getting to carry is a major accomplishment. Yep. You put that on your you put that on your baseball resume and it goes out to college recruiters and stuff like that. They start to see, okay, this kid climbed through a certain level. And then if you can get out of carry and you can get to a forty man trial or a national development program, you know, you 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 climbed another step up the ladder. And then, you know, obviously making a national team, you're considered one of the best at your age in the country. I don't understand people that don't want to try that. You know, I don't understand people, even if they don't think they're going to get there, that don't want to put themselves in an environment to see what, how I stack up against everybody else. Because mm-hmm. even with USA, I know there is at least a handful of kids just last year that you helped get to the next level. Um, I can't remember some of the names, but I know you helped them get to certain colleges they were looking at. You say this is a good fit, not a good fit for you. Just having them on your team for a couple weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, we, oh, you mean when we go to Cary? When we go yeah, in? we go to Cary. Oh, absolutely. I, I just can't think of names right now, but we had um, when you when you went with the 16 U's, one that got committed to Western Carolina, the catcher. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh God, There's so many names. You, you, you put me on the spot right here. I know. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Cody, Cody, Cody. Uh, record, record, Cody, Cody Record. at Western. Yep, he's at yep. Western. Yeah, there was a, there was a play right there because the other catcher we had was already committed to Auburn. Auburn. And I, Johnson, and I thought Cody was better than he was. Yeah, and, both uh, great and, players. And, uh, and, and it worked out. And, and it worked out. So, you know, circle back to all these showcases and things like that. You know, again, our show, I get to promote. We get to promote whatever we want to promote, right? So we run best-in-class showcases. We run BIC showcases. We make sure this isn't a five-ground ball day. You know, an eight swing day. I mean, there's a lot of reps that are going on that we take real in and outs. We, we get we get kids a lot of reps while BP is going on. We got guys up there hitting fungos. So we're giving recruiters more to evaluate on than just a kid taking five ground balls. Okay, I literally I literally took Dylan to a, to an event down in South Carolina last year, and he was discouraged because I, I I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. A couple other guys were doing it, and. Um, we went down to the shipyard, and the guy hitting fungos to the infielders on AstroTurf could barely get the ball to the infielders. And they only got five ground balls. And they're going to get evaluated on that. So that's, you know, that's how it is. I, I'd like to see – I would like to see scouts be able to put out – Major League scouts be able to put out their top list, okay? You know, you start to rank – you start to uh, you start to rank players – that's a bad move, okay? Because you're going to pick a number one when, you know, there's, there's more than a shortstop that, that, that is that good that can play, you know, in, in a power five situation. I think you should rank guys more, uh, rate, rate guys more, like an A, an a player, a B player, yeah. a C player, or, uh, you know, that that's, that's more of a true evaluation than – what we are, uh, what we're seeing when, when somebody comes out and goes, here's, here's your uh, here's your ranking in the state of North Carolina, or the state of South Carolina. You know, I know for a fact, I, and I'm going to say this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to top my own kid a little bit, okay? 
Like I see these guys that are, that are that are ranked in South Carolina. I'll put Dylan up against any one of them. But Dylan doesn't go to those events all the time. We don't put him in those events. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, I totally agree with the rating instead of the ranking. And you could also do a projection rating as well. Like, what's this kid's frame like? Is he a, just like um, Mitchell Salvino? We talked about him yep. today. He was a string bean in high school, but we both agreed that if he fills out, I mean, he could be he could be a legit player. And he's hit what three seventy five right now in college. The the best the best guy the best guys that are evaluating in this game have the ability to project. Yep. Okay, you can see a lot of skill set and not see the most physical kid, but you know when he becomes physical, he's going to be better than what they're what they're you know what they're ranking at this time. Yeah, I mean Donald so, Benetton here, he's got Brandon Butterworth. We believed in. Brandon oh my God! Yeah, was, when he was a small scroungy kid, we saw the fire in him though. Listen, he got you know he's 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 got a chance. He had he went to a D one and then they pulled the program. Um, I'm not sure where Butters ended up at this point. We'll have to find that out. Whoever but, gets him know, is lucky, lucky college. That kid, that kid has off the charts skill set, and yeah, I mean he'll get in a program and he'll put on some weight. Listen, when I went into Maryland, when I went to Maryland, I was probably 145 to 150 pounds. I mean, you know, the he, he, the coach of Maryland took a shot on projectability in the next year or two, yeah. um, and you know, obviously that obviously that worked out. By the way, with Donald Bennett, man, we hope you're feeling better. Um, Donald's going through his chemo now, did his radiation. Um, for you guys that don't know Donald Bennett, he's here in North Carolina and he is one of the purest hearts in this game. He has done a lot of things for a lot of kids and he's done it with his own money at times too. So, uh, you know, keep getting better, Donald, and I look forward to seeing you real soon here. He just put a comment. Uh, WCU, my alma mater, is where uh, Butterworth's going. That's He's at stop. Western. Listen, Miranda. Great Miranda spot. took a. He got a steal right there. It yep. worked out. You know, it worked out. That kid's that kid's going to do some good things, and hopefully, uh, you know, he gets through this level and he's physical enough that he gets a shot at the at the, at the next level because he does things with his hands and his feet that quick, you quick. don't you don't see guys do. Um, nope. You know, and it's funny because when, as he was being recruited, and Donald, Donald will definitely attest to this, is that everybody would say, "Who's if, if we're at a showcase? Who's the best shortstop here?" And they would say Butterworth, right? And then what would happen is, but then why wasn't anybody jumping all over this kid? Because he wasn't physical enough. I eyeball test. And they, they didn't think he was going to be physical enough at the next level. That right. kid finds a way to beat you all the time. Yep. So and so good for Miranda, good for Western, which uh, you know th they got a really good player. What a what a good school to go to. You know, yep. I mean, great great environment up there in the uh, right by the casino, Andrew. You know about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so let's let's uh, let's wrap up on a, a couple of things we have in the comments. All right. Um, Kyle Balsis, Mason Balsis, dad. We had him with the NTIS. Kyle's involved uh, with Shaker Baseball Report a ton. Uh, so we thank you for your support, Kyle. He said, I think the hardest part about the showcase recruitment travel org ordeal is when they say trust the process, which is a great term, but you would recommend parents ask the coaches and orgs, what is the process? So they don't waste time, money, and effort on a bad process. Okay. That's, it is a good process. Here's a better process. Okay. Pick the schools you like, find out if they're having camps. Okay. If they're having camps and you play for somebody that has the trust 
of the college coaches, that person can pick up the phone, call them and say, this kid is coming, put some extra eyes on him, he can play there. Whether they have a spot open or not, right? So pick the path. The other part of it is when these kids want to go somewhere and a player comes up to you and says, man, I really want to play at Clemson or I really want to play here, you got to be honest with them. You know, and you got to say, no, that's, you know, that that's not your game right now. It doesn't mean you can't go somewhere else and develop into a, a draftable player. But to go into a situation just because you want to wear that uniform, listen, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to trust. That's the process that you trust. You trust the people that are going to be honest with you. And sometimes the honesty hurts. Okay. Yeah. But in reality is you want to play this game as long as you can. And we're players, right? The guys that are going to college are used to playing all the time. You don't want to go somewhere where you're going to sit on the bench two or three years and they're going to continuously recruit behind you. Right. And I would uh, double off on what Donald said here. He said we must educate parents. Top 3% is on the national team. Now we have teams adding the word national to their name. Parents should have a plan. Don't worry about the players around you. I would double up on that and say – Focus on your lane. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about what other people are doing. We lose your shakes. Shakes, you there? I think we lost shape, everyone. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there, everyone. This is, uh, I don't know what episode this is for Schaefer Baseball Report, but we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to like, share, comment. Uh, We'll see you next week.